Welcome back to the Down for the Count podcast. This is part two of episode three of Where Have Y'all Been? I hope you guys enjoyed the content. It might be a little choppy. We had a little bit of technical difficulties, but we managed to salvage most of the information. And I hope you guys enjoy. And I was like, oh, so that's what I'm saying. I don't think he, I don't, Cody isn't nuanced yet with his clothing choices and his ear choices, if I could, if I want to say, for him to pick something accordingly that tells the story. But what did D.E.P. have to do with, like, I'm so lost. I'm so lost. Nothing. That's what D.E.P. had to do with it. And you know what? I, mean, I, I get why AJ there. It's just fucking weird. And then for our Anderson to come out, I was like, "This is Grandpa Day. This is I'm take, not, take your old, take your WWE superstar vote to AEW Day. <laughs> <laughs> like they pick them all up from the same fucking nursing home. Like right. they are and out i marked out when when double a came out and i just i couldn't i, I was just like oh my god it's triple a yay but uh no, i'm not moved cool. by much oh. <laughs> <laughs> i dude i i saw the highlights and i was just like aren't in sick and still do moves all right cool yeah i'm happy for him he's so better it's, it's, it's a bit of a struggle but he got it oh Tried it. <laughs> well, let's talk about this since we're talking about AEW. Um, Nyla Rose, she can make history as the first ever transgender women's wrestling champion, and all I see is people giving her giving her shit for it. And um, yeah, you guys that I watched AEW with, you wanted to get mentioned in my podcast. Here you go, bro. I'm going to be honest and say I don't think they're being genuine about giving Nyla the opportunity to be the first transgender women's champion. I think they're using it to their advantage. And that I don't like. I don't feel like like, I just feel like it should just if if you're going to do that, then you don't have to pander. Because if that if you really believed in Nyla, then the pay-per-view a couple months back, you would have gave her a proper opponents to go up against you wouldn't have mismatched her so severely and then had the match go on for 20 minutes and it wasn't a good match it didn't make nyla look great it didn't make the joshy girls look great it was a bad spot and i just feel like if you truly believed in the women's division you truly believed in nyla as your you know leading lady then you would properly book them 100%. It wouldn't be a flip-flop, wishy-washy thing. Because I saw some clips from the Battle Royal, too, like you mentioned earlier. It wasn't good. No, it wasn't good. It, it was slow. It was bad. Um, there were some good spots, but it just... It was it super was very, obvious that it was going to be Nyla, that one. Or Brandy Rose. And it's also... Battle Royals also aren't very good anyways. This is just any company. Like battle royals aren't good, and it was just very weird how they structured it because it was like somebody would come in, like Big Soul should have been in there way longer than what she was, mm-hmm. and um, 
and Mercedes and like Evil Pete, and it was just very, it was just very odd. It was just like someone will go in there, do their signature moves, scrap with some bitch in there for a little bit, and then they get tossed out, and like yeah. that's literally what kept happening. And I was like, oh, stop it. And well, I've never seen a battle also, royal like that. The battle royals, very, I remember they were just, you know, they would just fight in the ring, and then occasionally somebody get tossed out, but there would be continuous fighting. Like, there wasn't, like, spots where people were just coming in, hitting people out, or doing that. Like, that, it was a continuous fight, or, like, people were resting on the side. Like, I, that doesn't, that sounds odd to me. Yeah, but you know what? WWE, even in the Royal Rumble, I mean, it's not like, you know, you're gonna have a five-star Royal Rumble match or whatever, but it's no. like there's still like time to like soak in and like take everybody because I'm sitting here, they're all acting like idiots, but I'm sitting here with a fucking notepad and pencil, and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna write down everybody I know. I had no idea who half these fucking women were. I knew who Ivelisse was from Lucha Underground and a couple of other ones, but I I'm just like I don't know who the fuck half these people are. Of course, and there was that very, very awkward exchange with um, the Priestley and State um, Sadie Gibbs oh, when they yeah. each no sold each other's moves, and it was just like very, like it was very awkward. And apparently, um, there was a scuffle backstage afterwards, which um, Sadie swung on Via. Um, yeah. and then also, oh. if you guys aren't aware. Um, will Osprey attempt um try to get Sadie Gibbs um black um blacklisted a couple Fuck years ago? Osprey. I know, Why? I know, I don't like him. He's she. I can't. I can't remember. She was supposed to. She was supposed to be at a promotion. She was having a match at a promotion, but she ended up canceling. And he was like trying to blast her online and give her shit. And she actually stepped away from wrestling for. A while, I think it's almost a year, a little over a year, because of this situation. And it was because someone—I don't remember—it was someone very, very close. Her family actually died. That's why she didn't go. Oh. And then she was like, obviously, with the negativity, and she was very turned off, and she actually stopped wrestling for a period of time because of that. So. Obviously, Bea Priestley is Will Ospreay's girlfriend, and mm. obviously, I would have tried to kept kept it professional. And yeah, I would have sold her. I would have sold. I would have. I was sold for her, even though obviously, I I would have been like, "Bitch, I don't like you." And as soon as I went in the back, I would told her about herself. I'm mean, like, I don't like you and your and your raggedy ass dude. Go fuck off. Go back to Japan, bitch. And then. Oh, went about my day, but you I couldn't. Yeah, so I wouldn't. I don't necessarily agree with her no selling, like because Brit because Sadie no sold Bia's move first, and I would have I would have done my job, but once we went back, and I'm like, I you know I don't like you. It just doesn't look good, and you could tell like right away, which is very odd. Or it's like it was very noticeable because I was um t I was checking Twitter every once in a while when I was like tempting to watch it and it was just like everyone like everyone noticed it or like that was very very odd so and then I'm trying to find Jazz and because you know they hyped her up 
And she's, she's in the room barely for like, in there. She was in there for like two. I blinked and she was gone. And I mean, but I mean, they they still have some issues. They they really need to work on their women's division. They really need to get else going. I just AEW actually did put a put on a good show. They had a couple of hiccups. Um, I mean, it is noticeable, but I think people just don't want to call it out because you know they're still saying it's the saving grace, whatever. And I want to say this too: the foundation is there. Could they rival WWE? No, but it's at least another company that people can go to. But this bullshit with with Cody and his nepotism and his egotism oh that needs to stop but yeah so the match that I was really impressed with and I kind of feel bad because I was ready to write this off after Mox got injured um Kenny Omega versus Pac holy shit like that was like can the there's like there was like two matches that I can remember off the top of my head that could be like match of the year contendants um, it was uh, Omega versus Pac, and then it was Lucha Brothers uh, versus the Young Bucks. And I'm sorry, but if one more wrestler rips off Pentagon Jr.'s mask, I'm gonna fucking go beat somebody ass. Like somebody ripped it off again? Yeah. What are the fucking Young Bucks? One of those stupid fucking asses. Well, first they come out. Well, you know, first the Lucha Brothers come out and they got the elaborate costumes and stuff because you know I fuck with the Lucha Brothers. They they they're. They are amazing. Like, I love Lucha Underground for introducing me to these guys because now I'm going to follow them wherever they go. And then the Young Bucks come out looking like total fucking idiots. And I guess they're trying to copy the the mask that the Lucha Brothers were wearing. They came out fucking looking like Wendigos. They got, they got the little, you know, those skulls that you can buy at like roadside shops where it's like supposed to be like a cow skull or whatever. It looks like they, looks like they took those, stuck it under their face. Then they stole, like, a little kid's handlebars that had, like, the little fuzzy tassels on them, stuck them on and someone told them it was cool. They looked like absolute idiots. I'm not surprised. And and the match was really good, though. Um, I'm just gonna say that because the Lucha Brothers were involved. But, um, yeah, one of the, one of the Young Bucks, um, ripped off Pentagon's mask again, and that got, like, the biggest boo out of the entire night. And, um, yeah, I just, it's pissing me off because I'm like, okay, Moxley did it first. Now you're doing it. Oh, he has to agree to it if they keep doing it. This one wasn't like Mox where it looked like it was planned because, you know, it was like that shock reaction, like, <gasps> like that. Okay. This actually looked like he ripped it off and there was no split second, like Pentagon, like covered his face. Okay. And I'm like, you know, you wrestle down in AAA, you wrestle in Japan, you should fucking know that's not cool. Unless they give you permission to do that, you do not touch another person's mask. I just wish they would stop doing it. It's just cheap heat. And yeah, I don't not, like it at all. It's not cool anymore. They got nothing else creative going on. They come out looking like goddamn Wendigos. And then it's like the, the Lucha Brothers, if you guys watch it, the Lucha Brothers pretty much carry the match. They do. Uh, you know they do fucking amazing moves, and they, they always do. And, but here's here's the prop. Here's the cool thing. Right after they won, these two guys walked into the ring. One's wearing a Kennedy mask, and one's wearing a Bill Clinton mask. And yeah. they oh, that. beat up the fucking Lucha Brothers. They beat up the Young Bucks, and they take it off. And it's fucking LAX. And I'm like, 
only excuses LAX version 2.0. And I was like, oh, yes, yes, ah, this is so cool. Um, but overall, it was a great show. But um, <laughs> my words to female wrestling fans, if you go somewhere and uh, you're watching it with a bunch of guys, take, take some noise-canceling headphones because you guys are listening. You know I love y'all. But um, y'all are pissing me off big time. <laughs> In this whole night, I'm watching it, and it just made me think of the last podcast we recorded. They were just the whole women. Anytime a woman wrestler came on, it was just bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. And then when the two Joshi women came on, Asian porn jokes were like, uh, and I'm just okay, like, okay, JR. I'm, yeah, and I'm trying to sit here, and I'm trying to sit here and watch this because I like, I like seeing these women go. And they're just saying like the most disgusting shit, and I'm like, I really need to find women friends in Knoxville who watch wrestling, so I could come over to their <laughs> house and watch AEW. <laughs> and oh, so shout out to anyone who's potentially in the Knoxville, Tennessee area. Um, we are starting a friend application for Alexa. <laughs> I just need female. I need female friends to go watch wrestling with, so I don't have to pay yeah, because we'll me and uh, Nicole are up in Ohio, and she's a, she's a, she's an hour or so away from me. But I mean, I don't know. I can't have my mom and like my whole family. I kind of I kind of force my whole family to be into it, so <laughs> I'm not really alone when I watch it. But I I am. So I'm hoping. Fingers crossed. It's this open house. I meet people. Yay. I'd say go for yeah, it. Yeah, so all out. All out was, pre- was pretty, as a show, was pretty good. Um, I wish, I want Nyla Rose to win because she's good. She's good. And she deals with so much. And, and I could never be as strong as she is with all that strong. she's dealt with. It and continue to be an advocate and to be amazing um speaking of that real quick um on fight tv on fight tv you obviously um there's the starcast package because obviously starcast is um even though they might not try to say they are they are very aew centered um event now but there are um quite a few panels that were there um Obviously, um, there was Dean Malenko one, um, McFoldy had one, and there was also um, a panel there. It was also obviously CM Punk's. Oh my god, CM Punk, best in the world, blah, 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 blah. There's also a planet, um, there's also a panel called Wrestling with Stereotypes, and I had a few people that um, I'm that I interact with a bit on Twitter, um, but I also had um, Sunny Kiss um, on it, Nyla Rose, Darren Young, um, and it's just like a really good panel, so I recommend you guys buying that, because also I think if you buy that start, you get like everything from StarCast, and you also can access um, things from StarCast 1 and 2 but it's very very amazing panel 
And if you guys haven't looked at it yet, please, it's still on Fight TV. Please check it out. It was very informative of, and also Big Swole was on it too. It's also very informative of what um, women, um, also specifically women of color, men of color, um, our LGBT um, plus um, individuals who are in the wrestling industry and what they deal with at a time, um, literally from day to day from shit bags and obviously since two thirds of this podcast are people of color I think it's um something that you guys should really check out and I just thought it was really great everyone should watch it Mick Foley was actually present for it but Mick Foley is amazing yeah and his clown and his literal clown ass um son-in-law I don't know if him and Noel are actually what does she see? I can't stand him. But, um, I don't know why that made me think of I can't stand him. Um, Frank the Clown is weird. You're a weird dude, man. Like, what do you do? <laughs> oh my god. Kind of the truth, yeah. So, we're gonna right. talk a little bit about NXT. And you guys can um, talk because I'm horrible and I still haven't watched it yet. I only saw a couple things. I didn't see a lot of it. So this is Nicole's bag. Um, I'm just going to briefly touch on it. Um, so basically, Shay, um, Rhea Ripley has come from the heavens to possibly save us from Shayna Baszler. <laughs> Thank God. Thank um, God. She came out and challenged Shayna. So this upcoming NXT episode this Wednesday, she will be facing her in the non-title match. Also, um, and then also on NXT's debut on USA Network, there will be a triple threat match with Mia Yim, Io Shirai, and Bianca, and Bianca Belair. I don't know why it's like so bad for that. And the winner of that match will face Baszler to, uh, for the NXT Women's Championship. So that's also going to be awesome. Um, Roderick Strong had the nerve to burn mm. the Velveteen James couch. Burned it. So that's a sin. It was so awesome, though. It was so awesome, though. The bitches were. I call them Apollinas. The Apollinas would push them out <laughs> on the couch. Because that's some shit. Like, I literally picture, may he rest in peace. I love Prince. I just, yes. like, pictured Prince. Like, and, like, in that, like, on a couch like that. And yeah. then, like, yelling at Apollina and some other, some other girl that he had in the back. Push them around the couch. Vanity, all of them, yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not vanity. I call them, yeah, Vanity and Apollina um, 2.0. Mm-hmm. That's what I call them two girls. So, um, also Velveteen and Roderick will face for the North American Championship, which will also be on NXT's um, first USA debut. Um, Jordan Miles face. Adam Cole for the NXT Championship. Um, obviously, we, we know Jordan Miles is not going to win that from Adam Cole, but it was a great showcase for him. And 
I just love Jordan Miles. I loved him with ACH. He was so, he so, was so good on the indies. And I just love, he literally radiates sunshine. And I can tell that from even just like looking at him. He's such a positive person. And he just did so good. Like I cried so much when he was done because he was like, obviously, I think he obviously he knew he wasn't going to win. But as everyone just like clap like showing him respect when he was on his way out and i just want him to get everything give him all the titles once undisputed hold them but he's he's a uh, i love him he he gets all the nice he gets he should get all of the nice fluffy puppies and cats in the world because he deserves them he is also Rhea ripley please save us please, please. Like Shayna's cool and everything, but no, no, Rhea is a scary bitch. Like I, I I, I just we just need some new blood. That's all. It's no shade to Shayna. It's just come on. We tired. We're so tired. (laughs) I mean, like someone's I saw someone trying to argue. She's like, well, where they're like, well, you guys didn't give Oscar this much shit. I'm like, yeah, because Oscar's entertaining. She did this all on her own. You don't have thing one and thing two on the back helping her out, making her win. I kind of have to agree with that. And Oscar wasn't always. I like Shayna too. And I also like thing one and thing two. (laughs) Sometimes (laughs) they were boring as fuck, but I like them. but they're so green and it's no shade it's just how long can you stay in this little bubble that you put yourself in and rest on your laurels like that i don't know how hard they're working but it's not paying off it's not good it doesn't look good in the ring you look like you're awkward in the ring you look like you don't know what you're doing um jessamine is the worst of the two i think marina um Marina betters herself every day and being married to a wrestler, she can learn and, and grow. But it's just it, it it looks like they just aren't they aren't doing it. And it's not especially it Roderick. He has the one of the best backbreakers in the biz right now. Him and Cedric Alexander exactly. is in is insane. I love it. It looks like someone's paralyzed every time he does it. I love it. So vibrant. I love that lumbar check. It's so dope. I need that done to me. I need that done to me. Like, I'm like, crack their spine. Every time I watch him do it, I was like, oh, yes, crack their spine. I love it. I just rewind it so I can watch it again. I always wait when they do the replay, and then they be trying to cheat you, not do the fucking replay. I'm like, I know it's Corey's fault. And I like how different theirs are, even though it's obviously it's, it's the same moves. I like, like, um, Cedric's is, is flashy, like, they're supposed to just like pop up and fly out into the audience somewhere. And then, like, Roderick's is very, it's very like methodical, it's very technical, like, it's like very focused just, yes like he's real like he's really trying to make sure you get every ounce of that so i just that's why i just love it i love that move i do that if i was a wrestler me too violent but yeah that's just what's going on in nxt and also they're doing this weird thing which i kind of also understand um is they're doing the first 
hour uh, for the first two USA showings of NXT. They are doing the first hour on the actual USA Network, and the second um, hour will be on the network. Honestly, it's weird and it's kind of confusing, but I think they're doing it just so they can get people used to tuning in to the USA Network to watch well, it. Well, they were people were telling me that they were only doing it because the USA Network has suits that still um coming on, and they needed that hour. Oh yeah, because it's almost done. Yeah, because this is a two more episodes before it's over, before it's done. And they're like, okay, you know, let's play it out here and then we'll finish it out on the WWE Network. And then they said after that, they're going to go to full on two hours on USA Network. I don't know what's on USA, so I didn't even know they still have shows that weren't reruns and movies that weren't WWE. Yeah, they um, Miss and Mrs. Because that's literally the only things I think come on USA Network is movies um, Ms. and Mrs. and WWE. Like, those are the only things I think air on USA. They got full-on shows. They used to have a show called Colony, and that show got canceled, but they've got Queen of the South. They got Mr. Robot. They have Suits now. They have Pearson. They have the Purge um, anthology that they've been running since last year. Um, they've got pretty decent TV shows that come on. Used to have a TV show called Shooter. Now they got another one that's getting ready to come out that's, you know, a little bit more political. They have network television shows. Mr. Robot is glo- it's a Golden Globe winning show. It's won Emmys. They've got pretty good TV shows. See, I thought that was like on AMC or something. I watch, Queen of the South. I watch Queen of the South on Netflix. I don't have cable. I don't. I haven't had cable in years, actually. So I don't know. That just that's like a whole another planet to me. Yeah, that, that actually comes on um, USA Network. Started coming on USA Network about three, four years ago, and um, when it first started, I was watching it, and then I don't know why I stopped. And I stopped watching it, and now it's on like its third. It's about to have its fourth season, I think, fifth season. My husband was obsessed with Psych. Like he still watches that show. I'm like whenever he gets time to watch TV and it's been over for a while now and he'll still just he'll go on Netflix and watch it but yeah they have some pretty good shows on there now they do you just gotta weed through a lot of crap it's like any TV anymore you gotta weed through a lot of crap before you find something well, good you know, I mean USA Network pretty much puts their stuff on the same way anybody else like their flagship shows of course is raw it used to be SmackDown, but it's getting moved to to Fox. Now that oh, shout out to Fox for promoting the heck out of SmackDown, right? And right. also those production yep. um pictures that I've seen, they're very pretty. I love me a good production shoot, yeah, <laughs> promo shoots. Oh, they look so good. That video, oh, yes, so- I was so excited. That commercial is... It's epic. Who made that? Whoever made I don't. that? <laughs> Whoever makes that you, thing, they need to get more money. Um, yes. Fucking pay that person. Yes. It was awesome. But I, um... I mean, USA Network has some pretty decent shows. I haven't watched most of them, but they have great shows. And, um... Uh, I don't... A, a USA is weird, weird channel to me. Um, I know we got done. 
I know we already talked about AEW, but I just have to mention Chris Jericho get losing the AEW. Trying to lose Holy that term very, I'm very loosely. <laughs> We're just gonna mention very that whole the whole thing is hilarious. Whether it was it was a so work. It's it's so stupid. It's funny. It's the fun. It was so fucking funny because oh, it's like I could picture it. Like I could literally picture it. Like Chris Jericho, who was probably drunk from the night before, right. going to a Texas uh, Longhorn Steakhouse, which I don't know why you would go to that when Texas Roadhouse exists. <laughs> so, like, got go drunk. Said it again. <laughs> misplaced the title is just so funny because I can literally picture it like I can picture it and then him, him just sitting sit around like a fucking goofy jackass and like you know so, you, and also you, it's funny because it's worth $30,000 you lost a three a belt that's worth $30,000 what yeah it's valued it's very it's it's basically a couple hundred dollars a couple hundred dollars shy of um three um thirty thousand dollars like it's very very shy of being a complete thirty thousand dollars god damn it looks heavy it looks cheap as shit though <sighs> i don't like it oh, yeah. i don't <laughs> I like the women's belt at an angle. Oh, no, I love the women's belt. I'm glad that it's big. I'm glad that it's massive and not some little mini form of the men's belt. And I'm glad that the design is completely different from the men's. I love the women's belt. I just I hate that gaudy ass men's belt. I hate it. No. So, um, shout out to AEW for that whole inter- that entertainment. It was still the entertaining. <laughs> memes. The goddamn memes that followed, man. And oh, now bubbly, so- the bubbly memes. and <sighs> The bubble butt one got me all the way together. I was just like, okay. Y'all do like, That's enough internet for me today. No more. <laughs> that's so funny. But yeah, that whole thing. Shout out to AEW for that. that. That's that's fucking hilarious. Well, yeah, that woman's belt. I like. This is weird. And then we can move on. I don't like the middle part because it looks like See, that's it looks like a white blood cell. It's very odd. Like, why is it so ovally? Like, it's literally looks like a cell. <laughs> no, like a, like a nebulous. Is that the inner part of a cell? Is that any uh, any people uh, who nucleus? Yeah, I think so, but no, it's just like it's weird because, like, okay, you guys remember in the old WWE games where, well, not even old, but like a couple years ago, when you have like it went from like the belt being basically anti gravity, like no matter how big your guy was, it was like always like not fitting them, and then it just looks like uh, what did they do a couple years ago where it looked like they painted it on, so it's like. I don't. It's weird. It's just like that. That middle center plate just it doesn't look aesthetically pleasing. Yeah, it throws me off because I like the side of it. The side of it's beautiful to me, and I like the color of the strap. So that's why it, it's like I like, like I like it until I look at the middle. Until I look at it 
straight ahead. I love it. I like it from a side profile, but I'm like, it looks like a nucleus. I'm really glad that my two college educations have afforded me to not know what a nucleus is. So thank you, Tiff. Who let me me graduate college? God, you guys are fucking garbage. Who let let me work at a hospital? I mean, fuck. Oh, same. I forgot I did that too. (laughs) Jesus. From that weekend from um, All Out, there's also Royal Quest, which I will get into because I'm, again, very upset about something that happened at Royal Quest. Um, also, and then it was also NXT TakeOver Cardiff, which was probably, and no one has to agree with me, even our lovely listeners or anybody else in the universe, I honestly think this is probably the best as a whole, because I had an issue with it. As a whole, this is probably the top two takeovers ever. Period. For right now. End of story. And the Walter and Tyler Bate match is probably one of the best matches I've seen in my entire life. And this is the this is my match of the year. I'm done. I'm Checking in my ticket. This is a match of the year for me. I'm done. Shit. Nothing. And this is September. Yeah. Unless some another match happens, this is my ballot. I will die on that hill, and it will be a beautiful death. And I am okay with it. But um, as a whole, the um, night started off with Noam Dar and. He had, and then went against the Kiwi Budsaw. It was a good opener, great pop-off for the match. Um, it was like a great way to start the show. Um, and then also, and then we had Cesaro's Open Challenge with Ilya Dragunov. Oh, look at me knowing, knowing how to say people's names. And it was fantastic. And it was the first, I cried a lot during this. Um, was also a very rough weekend for me, but I also cried a lot during this paper <laughs> I cried afterward when you like hugged him and it's like obviously you're tell you could tell he was like, you know, good good job, kid, because he Ilya did amazing, kept I was able to keep up with Cesaro and it was fantastic. And Cesaro literally swung a man for forty seconds. 42 seconds it was insane that's nice Cesaro can swing me for a while I'm telling you the Swiss shaker like you got you can speak five languages what else can you do with your tongue probably a lot Mm -hmm. (laughs) mhm like he like we'll get to that later that's another (laughs) but it was it was just so good and then also this tag team match was one of the best tag team matches I've seen this year and it was um, Flash Morgan and Mark Andrews against Gallus um, versus um, the Grizzled Young Veterans and it was amazing it was just also like the 
like the false finishes, like the, um, oh my, it's just so, so good. It's just like the lat and also the combo of, um, Mark Andrews and Slash Morgan winning with, um, Mark Andrews hitting him off the top rope and Slash Morgan was really fucking out of it and him pulling over so he could get the pin since he was the legal man technically and him getting it and I was just like I was just that finish was so good because I love a good finish to a match and that was it was just amazing and also they were the hometown boys and they're also WWE's first Welsh champions Ooh, so not only were they able to win in their home country but they also are a first ever so just so awesome they're just again sweet guys um black morgans likes a few of my stuff on on twitter and they just those those are such good looking girls i'm glad that they have a good home on those sweet yell welsh babies i call them yelsh welsh babies um (laughs) <laughs> Next, yeah, I was so happy for them, and they are like jumping the crowd, and I was like almost cried then, but <laughs> I kept it together. And then fucking <laughs> Dave Mastiff and Joe Coffey had a super brutal last man standing match, and then shout out to Vic Joseph because he didn't know what I didn't know. It was like a cricket mallet or some 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 european whatever what what do you guys play over there? cricket cricket you can you can correct that you can correct us but <laughs> joseph obviously didn't know what it was and then he just made like a casey jones ninja turtles reference and i just i just felt really oh, yeah. bad for it it was just really funny and then it was like you could tell and like nigel paused for a second because you could tell he he wanted to he didn't want to laugh and it was it was just very funny <laughs> but yeah and also the finish for that was kind of weird um it was like dave and Jasmine and joe were like struggling to get up a bit and then joe ended up like kicking dave so he ended up falling back down so that's how he got the count for the joe cough got the count for the win which i didn't like at first on, to be completely honest, because it was just very sudden, but also the endings of when you do a last man or a last woman standing matches are, are they're just going to be weird. They're never really precise, or it's just not like a pin or a submission. So it's like some like you have to like just gas yourself for it. Like it's going to be weird. But then when I rewatched it a second time, I liked it because that's something I would do. Because you just mm-hmm tripped up and the guy fought and I was like I would do some sneaky bullshit like that so I liked it it was the second time and unfortunately the weakest match of the night was Tony Storm versus Kaylee Ray for the women's championship which changed hands which was I was very shocked by um the match was just like it should have been honestly I think if they gave them like even five more minutes it would have been a lot better. It was just too short and it was just very, it was just like very disjointed because both of them are amazing wrestlers and they performed well, but it was just like, it was, they didn't get enough time and it was just very sudden. Like, KB Ray got the pen and you're just kind of like, huh? You're like, what the fuck just happened? 
and it was just very it was just very weird spit it was just like very sudden and it was just so sudden like people the crowd even react really well mm. but and i mean that didn't react very well like everyone was just kind of like like huh like i just got back from my beer what happened like it was just very Oh, a very yeah it was very odd and um obviously tony i think is going i think she's going to maine the main roster yeah i think she's gonna end up on smackdown i have a, yes i have a very very funny feeling that she's gonna pop up on the main roster i think she's gonna get mm-hmm. drafted me too. I feel like there, there's no other reason for her to not have that belt if they were like, okay, I want you, we want you to go up. Hmm. She's I dope. agree. I feel like, honestly, if she got, I think she'd probably be one of the youngest. No, it's still Kelly Kelly, but I think she would be one of the youngest people on the main roster. The youngest to get put up on the main roster in this day and age. Hmm. So she's only oh. 22. She's 22 or 23. She's very young. God, They're yeah. all young. All those kids. Like her, her, Rhea Ripley, Tyler Bate, there's like a few other people. They're all within like 21 to 25. They're all very, very young. And Pete Dunn. They're all very young people. Yeah, so it's just crazy how talented, like, she's not and she's not even close to being in her prime. That's just insane to me. Same thing with Rhea. They're not, those, those girls aren't even close to being in their prime. And it's just, watch NXT UK. You guys suck. Everyone sucks who does not watch NXT UK. Girl. <laughs> in NXT history, I believe. That's what they said. But normals, I think it was the, or as like either the or the second longest just right normal singles match for WWE, but it was just a master class of just like wrestling and I was just it was 40 minutes, but then I could have watched them wrestle for two more hours and I would have been completely okay with it. Like, that's how good it was. And it was just, and like the storytelling behind it, especially. And also, I recommend if you don't before, if you haven't watched NXT UK, watch the Prime Target with him and Walter and then watch it because that's also was a great story. T- it's just so good. It was just so, so good and then also the moment when um Trent Seven and Pete Dunn came out and they hugged him and he held his arms up and I just started crying because I didn't notice that I didn't notice until they were in the race they didn't play their music or anything hmm. 
And then it was just like, and then you just saw Tyler just like in the middle ring. You could tell obviously he's just exhausted. Like he's exhausted. And then the crowd is just cheering for him. And it was just, it was so good. And that crowd was amazing. But I had a good crowd. That crowd was the all their crowds in general, honestly, even for their tapings are amazing. But I was just so that crowd is amazing. So anybody who was listening to this, who went to that show, you are amazing. And you added so much to the show overall. And I'm telling you, like that crowd was amazing. Like, and that really makes for and then I'm like, God, we fucking suck over here. Cause I think, and that's also kind of a problem with Raw sometimes because it's such a casual crowd that goes to a lot of Raws. And then you're like, yeah. what the fuck is the crowd doing? And then you yeah, and they make the show worse. Like they make yeah, it worse. exactly. And then you watch something like this and you're like, what the fuck? And I'm like, we're garbage over here in the States and the crowd, but that crowd did amazing and that that I I can't speak about how good that match is except for watch it like literally watch it if honestly and that if that's something if if I someone was like why do you watch wrestling or if I want to get someone introduced to wrestling that's like something that's like a match I would show them but see, this is the thing. When I, I posted about NXT Cardiff, because I wasn't at home, but I really wanted people to try and watch it. And I figured if I posted that people would at least attempt to watch it, people were like, oh, NXT UK is shit. Nobody's going to watch it. It sucks. And I was just like, I I don't watch it really just but I have seen some NXT UK um episodes. And I don't find it to be anything worse than regular normal NXT it sometimes it's better and when you watch it I'm like this is wrestling I don't understand what the issue is I'm so very confused like why you hate it so much and then you get the it's not fun enough the crowd is into it and it's like I see something completely different I see wrestlers who are unique they're not coming in there trying to pretend to be Shawn Michaels or, or Stone Cold Steve Austin. They're not coming in there trying to pretend to be our forefathers, as you call them. They're, they're, they're themselves, uniquely them. And that's what sets them apart from NXT and from the regular main roster. And I think if people really gave NXT UK the time of day, they would enjoy NXT UK a lot more than what they're asking for from WWE and what they're getting rather. rather. It just, it really sad, it's sad. Because I'm like, you're begging for something different. You're begging for something new and you have that and you're not even trying to even watch it or even give it a chance. It's just a mess. It's just yeah, it's it's crazy. Exactly. Listen to Auntie Alexis. <laughs> she tells you about the perils of wrestling. Yeah, it's just more <laughs> people need to watch it. I think also it's very it's very European wrestling, it's very British wrestling just in style just the way it's filmed and that's what i love 
And also, and Tiff, you also posted about, since we were talking about NXT UK briefly, about Adrian's um, documentary on... Yeah. And again, you look at I had no idea who he was. And then um, I saw that this video pop up on Twitter and I was like, I didn't know who he was. I didn't know where he came from. I wish I would have known about him because he looked fucking amazing. I was like, I want to see this. Where can I see this? And I was like, I have to share this. I have to post this because I didn't know who he was. And I wanted everybody else, especially those kids who watch wrestling and they're not really, you know, watching it. They're only looking at certain things. They're not really trying to understand the culture, where it comes from, where it starts from. And I, I'm like, this is a part of the culture. You need to understand how your culture has evolved. And there are some people who are are unsung heroes, if I could put it that way. And he was out there with makeup on and had pigtails in his hair. And he was doing the most. But I was living for every minute of that shit. I was like, I need to see this. Where is it? (laughs) And also... And that also, and then when William Regal was, um, it was obviously, it's like towards the tail end of the documentary. And he was like, I, and he was just talking about, I don't think people real people realize how much he influenced. And he did that montage and I got choked up. I was very, I, I cried a lot that whole weekend. Well, it was a rough weekend for me. So I just <laughs> cried about everything. Are and they showed. Yes. Sorry. No, go ahead. No, I just signed on to to Pro Wrestling Tees. And you know how, like, the legends can sell their own merchandise along with the indie guys? Yeah. Mm -hmm. They have Ric Flair, and the first thing it says is, The Man. Oh. You gotta be kidding. So, go on to ProWrestlingTees.com right now. And look that shit up. I am not joking. Sorry, Nicole. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, you're fine. Oh God, tell him to go to sleep. Yes. Bedtime. Go take. Go take a nap, Grandpa. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead, Nicole. (laughs) Um, Also, just um, about briefly about um, NXT UK um, Cardiff, um, Lynn Manuel uh, Miranda um, Hamilton. Well, he's no longer Hamilton, but he's still amazing. Is actually a pro wrestling fan and was at NXT Cardiff. What? Yes. Which he didn't end up posting about it till the day after. And I saw that I was because I like him. He's um, he's amazing. He's um, one of his um, one of his um, I can't think of his name on top of his head, but one of the people that he was. And Hamilton with was um, is he was a huge Shadowhunters fan, and they actually made a part for him for the show. So he was briefly in Shadowhunters, and oh, I just was like, I was like, this is so funny, and I was like, that's so cool. It is, yeah. But um, about just him, and then they just did like that brief overview of how much he influenced him, like. They show like a side by side of um, him and Shawn Michaels, like, and she's fixing Shawn Michaels' um, ring gear and just like primping him. And then they showed 
um, Pete Dunne breaking people's joint manipulation side by side with Adrian is literally almost exactly the same. And then showing a side by side of him and Velveteen Dream, and it was just like you don't. It's just one of those people like you don't like they didn't get their like they they weren't really getting their flowers. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's a good documentary good. that I think a lot of people should watch, especially aspiring wrestlers who are a little offbeat, who are a little bit different, and they want to have a persona that's not necessarily of the norm. He's one of those guys that you should definitely have as a hero. But check and it out. It was just such a good job. Yeah, so good. Check it out. So I didn't like I said earlier in the episode I didn't really get to watch too much of anything that's going on since I after I got back um, home I pretty much work the entire week and then when I work nights it completely throws off my schedule so I don't really do much in the day um, besides like just try to eat and kind of act like I'm a human being mm-hmm. but there's two um, one two significant things going on and this also goes into the British wrestling scene um Southside um promotion is is um unfortunately um going away as their own entity and they will be getting absorbed by Rev Pro Wrestling which is very unfortunate because I am no longer going to support anything with Rev Pro after what happened so like i mentioned um the previous weekend obviously it was nxt cardiff um all out and royal quest which all happened the same weekend um at royal quest there was a tag team match for the tag team titles and it was the aussies versus shaw samuels and josh boredom mm-hmm. and
so funnily enough so i'm not sure i don't know if anyone has proved this to be actual conversation so um josh boredom did i don't know if it was a face it was on instagram he did um he did like an instagram q a and someone was like i think this is either right before or right after rev pro released their statement and they were like oh someone was like oh did you get fired from rep pro and he was like oh i i quit pro wrestling quote unquote and in the back there and in the back there he's there's like a there's like a weird screenshot of andy quaylin which is the the head person of rep pro who basically was like a message that i'll just basically just paraphrase it so quote that um a ref is on twitter kicking up a shit about what happened that weekend and that he's that he's still cool with josh and blah 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 so i'm not sure if this was doctor or this is actually true but again if this is it just really makes that whole apology that day or the statement that rev pro pull out null and void and makes me think andy is just a shit bag of a person that does not care about the safety of others that is not a wrestler and also rev pro said that they're going to be starting um an incident reporter policy and so and it's just like a culture and it's just very scary of just like the hyper masculinity of just being like oh okay like i'm sure he was hurt because um he worked uh, the day after and someone accountant who was at one of the people who were at they said they heard him talking about how his shoulder hurt it his shoulder was hurting really bad so obviously he was injured but he was probably too scared to say anything and it's just and it just kind of makes, it doesn't make me think twice because I'm still going to do what, you know, be like, pursue what I want to do. But it just makes you think, look a little bit. It's like, cause I'm going to be, I'm training as a referee. And it's just kind of like, you're, you're in there. It's a business of trust. So it's like, you can't, it's like, you're supposed to trust these people to, yeah. you to protect them and then to protect you. And it's just like, it's very unfortunate. Like these shitty people except for Aaron, and I'm, I'm not fucking with Samuels anymore, but at least he kind of tried. It's just as a whole, like, all these shady and shitty individuals have done this. Like, they shit in a kiddie pool and they messed it up for people for the time being. You know, it's... It's the same way anywhere, man. Because, you know what? If I was on a wrestling bill... And this guy showed up. No. I would not feel safe working with him. Because, again, they, you work on the indie scene, your your reputation's gonna spread. Just do a favor. When you start this, just be super careful. <laughs> I will. And it's kind of like, and honestly, and I know kind of like, I'm very like I'm I'm crazy. So I know if that was me and I'm not trying I'm not, I'm not putting any blame on him because he obviously and it's also I'm very also kind of very weirded out by this because um Aaron Wren is also gay. Aaron Wilde is also gay. So I'm very 
concerned also about kind it's just it's all I don't like it I don't like anything around it Mm. and that also it's just I I don't like it and I hope Aaron takes the time and gets healthy I don't like it honestly fuck all those people honestly if I'm someone Aaron honestly I would sue them be quite honest how many wrestling promotions are you not watching now? I know you're not watching this one. You're not watching MLW. I watch MLW now. He's gone. Um, what's his name? Is gone. That Jim Cornette. Satan is gone from there. So I watch MLW again. But I'm not watching. That was just that and this. That was the only one that I wasn't watching. But I watched him because Cornette's gone. Yay! I I'm not. I'm game. not doing. Not supporting anything with rev pro and i think new because they're also um new japan's link um they're also um british wrestling's link to new japan because they're kind of partnered with them sort of kind of like a ring of, ring of honorish thing but not as set in stone and i think mm-hmm. new japan should look into severing ties with these people because it's obviously they don't care i feel like new japan's very they very care about their performers and their people in the ring with their refs and everyone involved with it. And they just have a lot of respect for their fans and everything. And I don't think New Japan should associate with themselves with people like this, to be completely honest. It's just very <laughs> shitty. No. Yeah, I don't, if you can't keep people safe and you don't take it seriously and you're just in that dumb mentality, it's just, I'm not, it's 2019, there's plenty of other British, like, Riptide Wrestling are really good, there's product, progress, I call them product, progress, (laughs) Um, I'm just, I'm not going to support you and I'm not going, I'm just not going to support anything you do, so, um, Anybody who's associated with them who's not a piece of shit or any wrestlers or any people who are not um, shady individuals, I think you should really, really look into if it's worth working with people like that. And that's all I'm going to, that's all more I'm going to say. I think uh, my world would go above getting a paycheck and I know it's hard because they pay really well. And it's a gateway for British wrestlers to get noticed and to get to New Japan. I understand that, but I think people should really look at what's more important. Yeah, but there's, there's, do you think about this? Um, what's a good example? Uh, 
God, there's so many of them now I'm thinking about it. But think about this, like, if... Oh, actually, I can't think of an example. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, okay. How about the whole Matt Hardy and Edge thing that happened? Those guys could have had each other, just killed each other in the ring, but you know what? They, they were really still looking out. But they were still looking out for each other at the end of the day. Because, you know, Edge, Edge said this on him and Christian's podcast. You know, they, they could have, you know, they. He, I mean, Edge said it. He goes, you know what? Matt could have took me out. Matt could have. Ended my career, but he did it, and he brought that back up when that whole sexy star debacle happened. And he goes, you know, these guys who get in here and they want to think they're they're big and bad and, and and feel like they have something to prove, and really you're just coming off as a jackass. And then nobody will want to work with you. And then any of the big promotions will be like, yeah, we're not gonna put we're not gonna put our name on you. No, 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 no. I think um, that Edge and um, Matt Hardy was probably one of the most professional examples of how you don't let personal feelings interfere in your work. Because, I mean, I remember Edge was like, I wouldn't have blamed him if he would have just literally beat the hell out of me for real. But he said he would go out there, we cut our segments, do our promos, we might have a match or two, and then he leaves. He was done. You know, he he didn't tear it around me. He didn't make sure, you know, talk to me 24-7. And that's just a mutual respect for the sport and it's mutual respect for the person, even though you have your personal issues. It's still a situation of okay, I'm not trying to get killed in the ring and he don't want to die in the ring. So we're doing the best we can to keep each other alive. And that's pretty much it. Anything else is immoral and inhuman and you don't need to be wrestling if you don't have that mindset. It's just that simple. Right. If you if you go in there, you know, just being an asshole, I don't care what you are. And it's not even just wrestling. If you go into your, your line of work or just everyday life, and you're basically an asshole. No one's going to want to deal with you. No, You're not going to get that promotion from work. You're not going to get that person you want to date to go out on a date with you. And you're just, you know, whatever. People are just going to be like, nope. Nope. No, no, no. We're not We're not working with him. We don't want to deal with him or her. We, we don't. We know you're not worth our time. That's literally what it is. It's just, it's just sad. It's just like, and I feel, again, I, I feel for Aaron. And poor baby. The dude wasn't even getting paid. He was doing it for, like, volunteer because he loves doing it. That's- no, he, no, he was supposed to get paid, and they didn't pay his ass. Uh, he, he brought oh, that's, that's what I'm saying like this a whole, like, this is all very, very shady. It's all very shady. Oh, that's worse. That's some bullshit. That's yeah. fucked up. With them. So Aaron, everybody, lawyer up. Trash. Yeah. Literally. I'd get a lawyer. I'd, I'd shoot a fuck out of them. That's my promotion. Nothing. I'd name it after myself. Hell yeah, I would too. I just want the company. Just give it to me. I yeah. don't even want them. Just give me your company. Right? Man. That's you know your shit. Um, <laughs> yeah, I saw someone who's um, someone because because obviously, all um, and then I'll, I want to comment about the 
edge and math thing but um obviously all wrestling fans come from all walks of life and all different professions literally and yeah. someone i was looking through the thing and someone's as someone as a, a someone who's a lawyer commented and he was like honestly he has a good case i would sue them Ooh, he better do it better. Yeah, he said i'm he said, honestly, he's like, honestly, I would sue them. Yeah, sue them and get your own damn wrestling organization. Shit. Yeah, no, take just take it over. Rename it. Take theirs. Give me all your shit. That's all you need to put in the deposition is give me all your shit. I want everything you own. <laughs> Fuck you and that. I want it all. Just give me all your shit. Take them for the, like, the first wife does through the cleaners before the other wives can get all the good shit. <laughs> yeah okay. and I would do that and they were like I would sue them and they were like I would also um, I was like I would also file a report against um, George, um, Josh Bornham for assault and I was like and that's also something that I would do so yeah. um, Aaron if you listen to this and if you haven't done already uh, file a case get a lawyer and get your bag. Facts on that. Also, like that's a bunch of people. Like I was saying something. They're like, oh, they say he. was like I would have got my bag. They said, fuck them people. He said that. He's like, he's like, get your bag. Sue them. True. Own that company. Um, but also, like how I mentioned earlier, how um, Peter Rosenberg. Um, interviewed Matt and he because I guess um Peter was talking about how he he was like doing some weird like self-research of trying to which I also find it fascinating of trying to see when we switched from the attitude era to the current era like he's trying to see like what was the definite switch because you know when we switched to the Attitude Era, it was Vince's announcement of how they were changing things. Obviously, that was the significant, like, sig-
yeah honestly, i don't if you can't keep people safe and you don't take it seriously and you're just in that dumb mentality it's just i'm not it's 2019 there's plenty of other british like riptide wrestling are really good there's product progress i call it product progress um i'm just i'm not going to support you and i'm not going i'm just not going to support anything you do so um anybody who's associated with them who's not a piece of shit or any wrestlers or any people who are not um shady individuals i think you should really really look into if it's worth working with people like that and no. that's all I'm gonna. That's all more I'm gonna say. I think uh, my morals would go above getting a paycheck, and I know it's hard because they pay really well, and it's a gateway for British wrestlers to get noticed and to get to New Japan. I understand that, but I think people should really look at what's more important. Yeah, but there's there's. Do think about this. Um, what's a good example? Uh, God, there's so many of them now I'm thinking about it. But think about this, like, if... Oh, actually, I can't think of an example. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, okay. I um, can't think of it. How about, how, about this? how about the whole Matt Hardy and Edge thing that happened? Those guys could have had each other, just killed each other in the ring, but you know what? They, they were really still looking up. Honestly. But they were still looking out for each other at the end of the day. Because, you know, Edge Edge said this on him and Christian's podcast. You know, they, they could have, you know, they, he, I mean, Edge said it. He goes, you know what? Matt could have took me out. Matt could have ended my career, but he did it. And he brought that back up when that whole sexy star debacle happened. And he goes, you know, these guys who get in here and they want to think they're, they're big and bad and, and, and feel like they have something to prove. And really, you're just coming off as a jackass. And then nobody will want to work with you. And then any of the big promotions will be like, yeah, we're not going to put we're not going to put our name on you. No. No, 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 no. I think um, that Edge and um, Matt Hardy was probably one of the most professional examples of how you don't let personal feelings interfere in your work because I mean I remember Edge was like I wouldn't have blamed him if he would have just literally beat the hell out of me for real but he said he would go out there we cut our segments do our promos we might have a match or two and then he leave he was done you know he he didn't Terry around me, he didn't make sure, you know, talk to me 24-7. And that's just a mutual respect for the sport and it's mutual respect for the person, even though you have your personal issues, it's still a situation of, okay, I'm not trying to get killed in the ring and he don't want to die in the ring. So we're doing the best we can to keep each other alive. And that's pretty much it. Anything else is immoral and inhuman and you don't need to be wrestling if you don't have that mindset. It's just that simple, right? If you if you go in there, you know, just being an asshole. I don't care what you are, and it's not even just wrestling. If you go into your your line of work or just everyday life, and you're basically an asshole, no one's gonna want to deal with you. No, you're not gonna get that promotion from work. You're not gonna get that person you want to date to go out on a date with you. And you're just, you know, whatever. People are just gonna be like, nope. 
no 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 we're not we're not working with him we don't want to deal with him or her we we don't we know you're not worth our time that's literally what it is it's just it's just sad it's just like and i feel again i I feel for aaron and poor baby the dude wasn't even getting paid he was doing it for like volunteer because he loves doing it that's- no, he no, he was supposed to get paid. And they didn't pay his ass. Uh, he he brought. Oh, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like this, a whole like this is all very very shady. It's all very shady. Oh, that's worse. That's some bullshit. That's yeah. fucked up. So Aaron, everybody, lawyer up. Right. Yeah. Literally, I get a lawyer. I'd I'd sue the fuck out of them. That's it's my promotion. I name it after myself. Hell yeah, I would too. I just want the company. Just give it to me. I yeah. don't want them. Just give me your company. Right? Damn. That's all your shit. Um, damn, yeah, I saw someone who's, um, someone because, because obviously all, um, and then I'll, I want to comment about the edge and math thing, but um, obviously all wrestling fans come from all walks of life and all different professions, literally. And yeah. someone, I was looking through the thing, and someone's, uh, someone, uh, someone who's a lawyer commented, and he was like, "Honestly, he has a good case. I would sue them." Ooh, he better do it. Better. Yeah, he said, "I'm." He said, "Honestly, he's like, honestly, I would sue them." Yeah, sue them and get your own damn wrestling organization. Shit. No, take just care. take it over. Rename it. Take theirs. Give me all your shit. That's all you need to put in the deposition is give me all your shit. I want everything you own. <laughs> Fuck you and that. I want it all. Just give me all your shit. Take them for the, like the first wife does through the cleaners before the other wives can get all the good shit. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And I would do that. And they were like, I would sue them. And they were like, I would also, um, I was like, I would also file a report against um, George, um, Josh Warnham for assault. I was like, and that's also something that I would do. So, yeah. um, Aaron, if you listen to this and if you haven't done already, uh, file a case, get a lawyer, and get your bag. Tax on it. Also, like, that's a bunch of people. Like, I was saying something. They're like, oh, they say he was like, I would have got my bag. They said, fuck them people. He's like, he's like, he's like, get your bag, sue them, True own that company. Um, but also, like how I mentioned earlier, how um, Peter Rosenberg um, interviewed Matt, and he, because I guess um, Peter was talking about how he he was like doing some weird like self research of trying to, which I also find it fascinating of trying to see when we switched from the attitude era to the current era Hmm. like he's trying to see like what was the definite switch because you know when we switched to the attitude era it was vince's announcement of how they were changing things obviously that was the significant like
How are you liking the podcast so far? I hope you guys are enjoying it. If you have a topic that you think we should be discussing on Down for the Count, don't hesitate to contact us. You can send us a voice message right here on the Anchor app, or you can hit us up on social media. Our Instagram is at D4TC underscore podcast. Our Twitter is at Down for the Count 19. And we'll be looking forward to hearing from you. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll let you get back to the podcast. And I was like, oh, so that's what I'm saying. I don't think he, I don't, Cody isn't nuanced yet with his clothing choices and his gear choices, if I could, if I want to say, for him to pick something accordingly that tells the story. But what did DDP have to do with, like, I'm so lost. I'm so lost. I'm nothing. That's what DDP had to do with it. And you know what? I, mean, I, I get why AJF were there. It's just fucking weird. And then for Art Anderson to come out, I was like, "This is Grandpa Day. This is take, take your old, take your retired WWE superstar to AEW <laughs> Like they pick them all up from the same fucking nursing home, like they are in. Out. I marked out when when Double A came out, and I just I couldn't. I, I was just like, oh my god, it's Triple it's A, yay! But uh, no, I'm not moved by much. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, dude, I, I think I saw the highlights, and I was just like, Arn Anderson is still do moves. All right, cool. Yeah, so, I'm happy for him. He's so better. Yeah, he's, it's a bit of a struggle, but he got it. Oh. Tried it. <laughs> well, let's talk about this since we're talking about AEW. Um, Nyla Rose, she can make history as the first ever transgender women's wrestling champion, and all I see is people giving her giving her shit for it. And um, yeah, you guys that I watched AEW with, you wanted to get mentioned in my podcast. Here you go, bro. I'm going to be honest and say I don't think they're being genuine about giving Nyla the opportunity to be the first transgender women's champion. I think they're using it to their advantage. And that I don't like. I don't like. like, I just feel like it should just, if if you're going to do that, then you don't have to pander. Because if if you really believed in Nyla, then the pay-per-view a couple months back, you would have gave her a proper opponents to go up against you wouldn't have mismatched her so severely and then had the match go on for 20 minutes and it wasn't a good match it didn't make nyla look great it didn't make the joshy girls look great it was a bad spot and i just feel like if you truly believed in the women's division you truly believed in nyla as your you know leading lady then you would properly book them 100%. It wouldn't be a flip-flop, wishy-washy thing. Because I saw some clips from the Battle Royal, too, like you mentioned earlier. It wasn't good. No, it wasn't good. It, it was slow. It was bad. Um, there were some good spots, but it just... It was it super was very, obvious that it was going to be Nyla, that one. Or Brandy Rose. And it's also... Battle Royals also aren't very good anyways. 
this is just any company like battle royals aren't good and it was just very weird how they structured it because it was like somebody would come in like big soul should have been in there way longer than what she was mm-hmm. and um mercedes and like evil Pete, and it was just very it was just very odd it was just like someone will go in there do their signature moves scrap some bitch in there for a little bit then they get tossed out and like yeah. that's literally what kept happening and i was like oh stop it and well, then, i've never seen a battle also, royal like that the battle royals very- i remember they were just you know they would just fight in the ring and then occasionally somebody get tossed out but there would be continuous fighting like there wasn't like spots where people were just coming in hitting people out or doing that like that it was a continuous fight or like people were resting on the side like i that doesn't that sounds odd to me yeah but you know what WWE even in the royal rumble i mean it's not like you know you're gonna have a five-star royal rumble match or whatever but it's no. like there's still like time to like soak in and like take everybody because I'm sitting here, they're all acting like idiots, but I'm sitting here with a fucking notepad and pencil and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna write down everybody I know. I had no idea who half these fucking women were. I knew who Ivelisse was from Lucha Underground and a couple of other ones, but I, I'm just like, I don't know who the fuck half these people are. Of course, and there was that very, very awkward exchange with um, Bea Priestley and State um, Sadie Gibbs oh, when they yeah. each no sold each other's moves, and it was just like very, like it was very awkward. And apparently, um, there was a scuffle backstage afterwards, which um, Sadie swung on Bea. Um, yeah. and then also, oh. if you guys aren't aware. Um, will Osprey attempt um try to get Sadie Gibbs um black um blacklisted a couple years ago? I know, I don't don't like him. He's she, I can't, I can't remember. She was supposed to, she was supposed to be at a promotion, she was having a match at a promotion, but she ended up canceling. And he was like trying to blast her online and give her shit. And she actually stepped away from wrestling for a while. I think it was almost a year, a little over a year because of this situation. And it was because someone, I don't remember, it was someone very, very close to her family actually died. That's why she didn't go. Oh. And then she was like, obviously with the negativity and she was very turned off and she actually stopped wrestling for a period of time because of that. So... Fucked up. Obviously, Bea Priestley is Will Ospreay's girlfriend. And mm. obviously, I would have tried to kept kept it professional. And yeah, I would have sold her. I would have sold. I would have eat. I was sold for her, even though obviously I, I would have been like, bitch, I don't like you. And as soon as I went back, I would have told her about herself. I'm like, I don't like you and your, and your raggedy ass dude. Go fuck off. Go back to Japan, bitch. And then. Oh, what about my day? But so I you call it Yeah, so I wouldn't. I don't necessarily agree with her no selling, like because Brit because Sadie no sold Bia's move first, and I would have I would have done my job, but once we went back and I'm like, I you know I don't like you. It just doesn't look good, and you could tell like right away, which is very odd. Or it's like it was very noticeable because i was um i was checking twitter every once in a while when i was like tempting to watch it and 
it was just like everyone like everyone noticed it or like that was very very odd so and then i'm trying to find jazz and because you know they hyped her up and she's, she's in the barely for, like, in there she was in there for like two i blinked and she was gone and I mean, but I mean, they, they still have some issues. They they really need to work on their women's division. They really need to get else going. I just AEW actually did put a put on a good show. They had a couple of hiccups. Um, I mean, it is noticeable, but I think people just don't want to call it out because you know they're still saying it's the saving grace, whatever. And I want to say this too. The foundation is there. Could they rival WWE? No, but it's at least another company that people can go to. But this bullshit with with Cody and his nepotism and his egotism, oh, that needs to stop. But yeah, so the match that I was really impressed with, and I kind of feel bad because I was ready to write this off after Mox got injured, um, Kenny Omega versus Pac. Holy shit, like, that was, like, con- bet- the there's, like, th- there was, like, two matches that I can remember off the top of my head that could be, like, match of the year contendants. Um, it was uh, Omega versus Pac, and then it was Lucha Brothers uh, versus the Young Bucks. And I'm sorry, but if one more wrestler rips off Pentagon Jr.'s mask, I'm gonna fucking go beat somebody ass. Like, somebody ripped it off again? Yeah, what are the fucking young bucks? One of those stupid fucking asses. Well, first they come out. Well, you know, first the Lucha Brothers come out and they got the elaborate costumes and stuff. Cause you know, I fuck with the Lucha Brothers. They, they, they're, they are amazing. Like I love Lucha Underground for introducing me to these guys. Cause now I'm gonna follow them wherever they go. And then the young bucks come out looking like total fucking idiots. And I guess they're trying to copy the the mask that the Lucha Brothers were wearing. They came out fucking looking like Wendigos. They got they got the little you know those skulls that you can buy at like roadside shops where it's like supposed to be like a cow skull or whatever. <laughs> it looks like they looks like they took those, stuck it under their face. Then they stole like a little kid's handlebars that has like the little fuzzy tassels on them, stuck oh, them on. Geez. And someone told him it was cool. They looked like absolute idiots. I'm not surprised. And then and the match was really good, though. Um, I'm just gonna say that because the Lucha Brothers were involved. But um, yeah, one of the one of the young bucks um, ripped off Pentagon's mask again, and that got like the biggest boo out of the entire night. And um, yeah, I just it's pissing me off because I'm like, okay, Moxley did it first. Now you're doing it. Oh, he have to agree to it if he keep doing it. This one wasn't like Mox, where it looked like it was planned. Because, you know, it was like that shock reaction. Like, <gasps> like that. Okay. This, this actually looked like he ripped it off and there was no split second. Like, Pentagon, like, covered his face. Okay. And I'm like, you know, you wrestled down in AAA. You wrestle in Japan. You should fucking know that's not cool. Unless they give you permission to do that, you do not touch another person's mask. I just wish yeah. they would stop doing it. It's just cheap heat. And yeah, I don't not, like it at all. It's not cool anymore. They got nothing else creative going on. They come out looking like goddamn Wendigos. And then it's like the, the Lucha Brothers, if you guys watch it, the Lucha Brothers pretty much carry the match. They do, uh, you know, they do fucking amazing moves. And they, they always do. But here's, here's, the pro- here's the cool thing. Right after... 
day one, these two guys walked into the ring. One's wearing a Kennedy mask and one's wearing a Bill Clinton mask. And yeah. they oh, love that. beat up the fucking Lucha Brothers. They beat up the Young Bucks and they take it off. And it's fucking LAX. And I'm like, oh, excuse this, LAX version 2.0. And I was like, oh, yes, yes, ah, this is so cool. Um, but overall, it was a great show. But um, <laughs> my words to female wrestling fans, if you go somewhere and uh, you're watching it with a bunch of guys, take take some noise-canceling headphones because you guys are listening. You know I love y'all. But um, y'all are pissing me off big time. <laughs> Pardon, this whole night I'm watching it. And it just made me think of the last podcast we recorded. They were just the whole women. Anytime a woman wrestler came on, it was just bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. And then when the two Joshi women came on, Asian porn jokes were like, uh, and I'm just okay, like, okay, JR. Yeah, and I'm trying to sit here, and I'm trying to sit here and watch this because I like, I like seeing these women go, and they're just saying like the most disgusting shit, and I'm like. I really need to find women friends in Knoxville who watch wrestling so I could come over to their house and watch (laughs) So shout out to anyone who's potentially in Knoxville, Tennessee area. Um, We're starting a friend application for (laughs) Alexa. I just need female I need female friends to go watch wrestling with so I don't have to play because yeah, me and um, Nicole are up in Ohio, and she's a, she's a couple, she's an hour or so away from me. But I mean, I don't know. I can't have my mom and like my whole family. I kind of I kind of force my whole family to be into it, so <laughs> I'm not really alone when I watch it. But I I am. So I'm hoping, fingers crossed, it's this open house. I meet people. Yay! Let's say go for yeah, it. Yeah, so all out, all out was pretty, was pretty as a show was pretty good. Um, I wish I want Nyla Rose to win because she's good, she's good, and she deals with so much. And and I could never be as strong as she is with all that strong. she's dealt with, and uh, continue to be an advocate and to be amazing um speaking of that real quick um on fight tv on fight tv you obviously um there's the starcast package because obviously starcast is um even though they might not try to say they are they are very aew centered um event now but there are um quite a few panels that were there um Obviously, um, there was Dean Malenko one, um, McFoley had one, and there was also um, a panel there. It was also obviously CM Punk's. Oh my god, CM Punk, best in the world, blah, 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 blah. There's also a planet, um, there's also a panel called Wrestling with Stereotypes, and I had a few people that um, I'm that I interact with a bit on Twitter, um, all, but I also had um, Sunny Kiss um, on it, Nyla Rose, Darren Young, um, and it's just like a really good panel. So I recommend 
you guys buying that because also I think if you buy that start you get like everything from Starcast and you also can access um, things from Starcast one and two. But it's very very amazing panel, and if you guys haven't looked at it yet, please it's still on Fight TV. Please check it out. It's very informative of. And also Big Swole was on it too. It's also very informative of what um, women, um, also specifically women of color, men of color, um, are LGBT um, plus um, individuals who are in the wrestling industry and what they deal with at a time, um, literally from day to day from shit bags. And obviously, since two-thirds of this podcast are people of color, I think it's um, something that you guys should really check out. And I just thought it was really great. Everyone should watch it. Mick Foley was actually present for it, but Mick Foley is amazing. Good. Yeah. And his clown, and his literal clown-ass um, son-in-law, I don't know if him and Noel are actually... God, what does she see? I can't stand him. But, um, I don't know why that made me think of I can't stand him. Um, Frank the Clown is weird. You're a weird dude, man. Like, what do you do? <laughs> oh my god. Kind of the truth, yeah. So, we're gonna right. talk a little bit about NXT. And you guys can um, talk. I'm horrible and I still haven't watched it yet. I only saw a couple things. I didn't see a lot of it. So this is Nicole's bag. Um, I'm just going to briefly touch on it. Um, So basically, um, Rhea Ripley has come from the heavens to possibly save us from Shayna Baszler. (laughs) Thank Thank Um, God. She came out and challenged Shayna. So this upcoming NXT episode this Wednesday, she will be facing her in the non-title match. Also, um, and then also on NXT's debut on USA Network, there will be a triple threat match with Mia Yim, Io Shirai, and Bianca Bianca Belair. I don't know why Mm -hmm. I'm so bad for that. And the winner of that match will face Baszler to, for the NXT Women's Championship. So that's also going to be awesome. Um, Roger Strong had the nerve to burn mm. Velveteen James' couch. Burned it. So that's a sin. It was so awesome, though. It was so awesome, though. The bitches were. I call them Apollinas. The Apollinas would push them out <laughs> on the couch. Because that's some shit. Like, I literally picture, may he rest in peace. I love Prince. I just, yes. like, pictured Prince. Like, and, like, in that, like, on a couch like that. And yeah. then, like, yelling at Apollina and some other, some other girl that he had in the back. <laughs> push around the couch. Vanity, all of them, yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah, not Vanity. I call them, yeah, Vanity and Apollina um, 2.0. That's what I call them, two girls. So, um, also Velveteen and Roderick will face for the North American Championship, which will also be on NXT's um, first USA debut. 
um, Jordan Miles faced Adam Cole for the NXT Championship. Um, obviously, we, we know Jordan Miles is not going to win that from Adam Cole, but it was a great showcase for him. And I just love Jordan Miles. I loved him with ACH. He was so, he so, was so good on the Indies. And I just love, he literally radiates sunshine. And I can tell that from even just like looking at him. He's such a positive person. And he just did so good. Like I cried so much when he was done because he was like, obviously, I think he obviously he knew he wasn't going to win. But as everyone just like, like showing him respect when he was on his way out and I just want him to get everything give him all the titles once Undisputed hold them but he's he's a uh, I love him he, he gets all the nice he gets he should get all of the nice fluffy puppies and cats in the world because he Aww. deserves them he is also Rhea Ripley please save us please please, please save us please, please. Like Shayna's cool and everything, but no, like, no, Rhea, Rhea's a scary bitch. Like I, I, just, I, I just, we just need some new blood. That's all. It's no shade to Shayna. It's just come on. We tired. We're so tired. <laughs> I mean, like someone's. Try, I saw someone trying to argue. She's like, well, they're like, well, you guys didn't give Oscar this much shit. I'm like, yeah, because Oscar's entertaining. She did this all on her own. You don't have thing one and thing two on the back helping her out, making her win. I kind of have to agree with that. And Oscar wasn't always. I like Shayna too. And I also like thing one and thing two. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> they were boring as fuck, but I like them. I, but they're so green and it's no shade. It's just how long can you stay in this little bubble that you put yourself in and rest on your laurels like that? I don't know how hard they're working, but it's not paying off. It's not good. It doesn't look good in the ring. You look like you're awkward in the ring. You look like you don't know what you're doing. Um, Jessamine is the worst of the two. I think Marina, um, Marina betters herself every day and being married to a wrestler, she can learn and, and grow. But it's just it, it it looks like they just aren't they aren't doing it. And it's not especially it Roderick. He has the one of the best backbreakers in the biz right now. Him and Cedric Alexander's in is insane. I love it. It looks like someone's paralyzed every time he does it. I love it. So vibrant. I love that lumbar check. It's so dope. I need that done to me. Like I'm like, crack their spine. Every time I watch him do it, it's like, oh, yes, crack their spine. I love it. I just rewind it so I can watch it again. I always wait when they do the replay, and then they be trying to cheat you, not do the fucking replay. I'm like, I know it's Corey's fault. Or he did that shit. Yeah. <laughs> I also love Roderick's too, and I like how different theirs are. Even though it's obviously it's it's the same moves. I like like um, Cedric's is, is flashy. Like they're supposed to just like pop up and fly out into the audience somewhere. And then like Roderick's is very it's very like methodical. It's very technical. Like it's like very focused. Just, yes, like he's real like he's really trying to make sure you get every ounce of that. So I just that's I just love it. I love that move. I'd do that if I was a wrestler. Me too. Violent. 
But yeah, that's just what's going on in NXT. And also, they're doing this weird thing, which I kind of also understand. Um, is they're doing the first hour of, for the first two USA showings of NXT, they are doing the first hour on the actual USA network, and the second um, hour will be on the network. Honestly, it's weird. And it's kind of confusing, but I think they're doing it just so they can get people used to tuning in to the USA Network to watch well, it. Well, they were people were telling me that they were only doing it because the USA Network has suits that's still um, coming on, and they needed that hour. Oh yeah, because it's almost done. Yeah, because this Cause is it's a series got two more episodes before it's over, before it's done, and they're like. Okay, you know, let's play it out here and then we'll finish it out on a WWE network. And then they said after that, they're going to go to full on two hours on USA Network. I don't know what's on USA, so I didn't even know they still have shows that weren't reruns and movies that weren't WWE. Yeah, they um, are. Because that's literally the only things I think come on USA Network is movies, um, is and Mrs. and WWE. Like, those are the only things I think air on USA. They got full on shows. They used to have a show called Colony, and that show got canceled. But they've got Queen of the South, they got Mr. Robot, they have Suits now, they have Pearson, they have the Purge um, anthology that they've been running since last year. Um, they've got pretty decent TV shows that come on. They used to have a TV show called Shooter. Now they got another one that's getting ready to come out that's, you know, a little bit more political. They have network television shows. Mr. Robot is glow, it's a Golden Globe winning show. It's won Emmys. They've got pretty good TV shows. See, I thought that was like on AMC or something. I I watch Queen of the South on Netflix. I don't have cable. I don't, I haven't had cable in years actually. So I don't know. That just that's like a whole another planet to me. Yeah, that that actually comes on um, USA Network. Started coming on USA Network about three, four years ago, and um, when it first started, I was watching it, and then I don't know why I stopped. But I stopped watching it, and now it's on like third. It's about to have its fourth season, I think, fifth season. My husband was obsessed with Psych. Like he still watches that show. I'm like whenever he gets time to watch TV and it's been over for a while now and he'll still just he'll go on Netflix and watch it but yeah they have some pretty good shows on there now they do you just gotta weed through a lot of crap it's like any TV anymore you gotta weed through a lot of crap before you find something good I mean USA Network pretty much puts their stuff on the same way anybody else like their flagship shows of course it's raw it used to be SmackDown, but it's getting moved to, to Fox. Now that Oh, to shout out to Fox for promoting the heck out of SmackDown. Right. Uh, and right. also those production yep. um, pictures that I've seen, they're very pretty. I love me a good production shoot. Yeah. <laughs> promo shoots. Oh, they look so good. That video. Oh, yes, so- I was so excited. That commercial is... It's epic. Who made that? Whoever made I don't that. <laughs> Whoever makes that you, thing, they need to get more money. Um, yes. Fucking pay that person. Yes. It was awesome. But I, um... 
I mean, USA Network has some pretty decent shows. I haven't watched most of them, but they have great shows. And um, uh, I don't. A A USA is weird, weird channel to me. What? Um, I know we got done. I know we already talked about AEW, but I just have to mention Chris Jericho get losing the AEW. Trying to lose that term very, very loosely. We're just gonna mention very that whole the whole thing is hilarious. It was it was a work. It's it's so stupid. It's funny. It's the funny. It was so fucking funny because it's like I could picture it. Like I could literally picture it. Like Chris Jericho, who's probably drunk from the night before. Right. Going to a Texas uh, Longhorn Steakhouse, which I don't know why you would go to that when Texas Roadhouse exists. <laughs> so, like, got wrong. Got it again. The misplaced the title is just so funny because I can literally picture it. Like, I can picture it. And then him, him just sitting sit around like a fucking goofy jackass and like. <laughs> You know, so, and also it's funny because it's worth thirty thousand dollars. You lost a three of belt that's worth thirty thousand dollars. What? Yeah, it's valued. It's very. It's it's basically a couple hundred dollars, a couple hundred dollars shy of um three um thirty thousand dollars. Like very very shy of being a complete thirty thousand dollars. God damn! It looks heavy. It looks cheap as shit, though. I don't like it. I don't like it. I like the women's belt at an angle. Oh, I love the women's belt. I'm glad that it's big. I'm glad that it's massive and not some little mini form of the men's belt. And I'm glad that the design is completely different from the men's. I love the women's belt. I just... Mm. I, I hate don't... that gaudy ass men's belt. I hate it. No. So, um, shout out to AEW for that whole inter that entertainment. It's still the entertaining. <laughs> memes. The goddamn memes that followed, man. And uh, now bubbly, the bubbly memes and <sighs> the bubble butt one got me all the way together. I was just like, okay, y'all do emotes. That's enough internet for me today. No more. <laughs> that's so funny. But yeah, that whole thing. Shout out to AEW for that. that. That's that's fucking hilarious. Well, yeah, that woman's belt, I like. This is weird. And then we can move on. I don't like the middle part because it looks like... See, that's it looks like a white blood cell. It's very odd. Like, why is it so ovally? Like, it's, it literally looks like a cell. <laughs> No. Like, a, like a nebulous? Is that the inner part of a cell? Is that any uh, any people uh, who nucleus? I think so, but no, it's just like it's weird because like okay, you guys remember in the old WWE games where well not even old but like a couple years ago when you have like it went from like the belt being basically anti gravity. Like, no matter how big your guy was, it was, like, always, like, not fitting them. And then it just looks like, uh, what did they do a couple years ago where it looked like they painted it on? So it's, like, I don't, it's weird. It's just, like, that that middle center plate just it doesn't look aesthetically pleasing. 
yeah it throws me off because i like the side of it the side of it's beautiful to me and i like the color of the strap so that's why it, it's like i like like i like it until i look at the middle until i look at it straight ahead i love it i like it from the side profile but i'm like it looks like a nucleus i'm really glad that my two college educations have afforded me to not know what a nucleus is so thank you Tim. You <laughs> who let me graduate college god you guys are fucking garbage who let, who let me work at a hospital i mean fuck oh same i forgot i did that too <laughs> jesus from that weekend from um all out there's also royal quest which i will get into because i'm again very upset about something that happened at royal quest um also and then it was also nxd takeover cardiff which was probably and no one has to agree with me even our lovely listeners or anybody else in the universe I honestly think this is probably the best as a whole because I had an issue with it. As a whole, this is probably the top two takeovers ever. Period. For right now. End of story. And the Walter and Tyler Bate match is probably one of the best matches I've seen in my entire life. And this is the this is my match of the year. I'm done. I'm checking in my ticket this is a match of the year for me done shit nothing and this is september yeah unless some another match happens this is my ballot i will die on that hill and it will be a beautiful death and i am okay with it but um as a whole the um night started off with noam dar and he had and then went against the Kiwi Budsaw. It was a good opener, great pop off for the match. Um, it was like a great way to start the show. Um, and then also, and then we had Cesaro's open challenge with Ilya Dragunov. Oh, look at me knowing, knowing how to say people's names. And it was fantastic. And it was the first, I cried a lot during this. Um, well, it was also a very rough weekend for me, but I also cried a lot during this paper feel. <laughs> I cried afterward when you like hugged him, and it's like obviously you're tell you can tell he's like you know good, good job kid because he Ilya did amazing. Kept I was able to keep up with Cesaro, and it was fantastic. And Cesaro literally swung a man for forty seconds. 42 seconds it was insane that's nice cesaro can swing me for a while i'm telling you the swiss shitter like you got you can speak five languages what else can you do with your tongue probably a lot Mm -hmm. (laughs) mm-hmm he looks like he like we'll get to that later that's another thing (laughs) but it was it was just so good and then also this tag team match was one of the best tag team matches i've seen this year and it was um flash morgan and mark andrews 
against Gallus um, versus um, the Grizzled Young Veterans, and it was amazing. It was just also like the like the false finishes, like the um oh my, it's just so so good. It's just like the lat and also the combo of um, Mark Andrews and Slash Morgan winning with um, Mark Andrews hitting him off the top rope and Slash Morgan was really fucking out of it and him pulling over so he could get the pin since he was the legal man technically and him getting it and I was just like I was just that finish was so good because I love a good finish to a match and that was it was just amazing also they were the hometown boys and they're also WWE's first Welsh champions Ooh. so not only were they able to win in their home country but they also are a first ever so just so awesome they're just again sweet guys um, Black Morgans likes a few of my stuff on, on Twitter and they just those those are such good looking girls I'm glad that they have a good home on those sweet yell the Welsh babies I call them the Elsh, Welsh babies um, <laughs> next, yeah, I was so happy for them, and they are like jumping the crowd, and I was like almost cried then, but <laughs> I kept it together. And then fucking <laughs> Dave Mastiff and Joe Coffey had a super brutal last man standing match, and then shout out to Vic Joseph because he didn't know what I didn't know it was like a cricket mallet or some 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 european whatever what what do you guys play over there cricket cricket you can you can correct that you can correct us but <laughs> joseph obviously didn't know what it was and then he just made like a casey jones ninja turtles reference and i just i just felt really bad for it it was just really funny and then it was like you could tell and like nigel paused for a second because you could tell he he wanted to he didn't want to laugh and it was it was just very funny <laughs> but yeah and also the finish for that was kind of weird um it was like dave and Jasmine and joe were like struggling to get up a bit and then joe ended up like kicking dave so he ended up falling back down so that's how he got the count for the joe cough got the count for the win which i didn't like at first on, to be completely honest, because it was just very sudden, but also the endings of when you do a last man or a last woman standing matches are, are they're just going to be weird. They're never really precise, or it's just not like a pin or a submission. So it's like some like you have to like just gas yourself for it. Like it's going to be weird. But then when I rewatched it a second time, I liked it because that's something I would do. Because you just mm-hmm tripped up and the guy fought and I was like I would do some sneaky bullshit like that so I liked it <laughs> once the second time and unfortunately the weakest match of the night was Tony Storm versus Kaylee Ray for the women's championship which changed hands which was I was very shocked by um the match was just like it should have been honestly I think if they gave them like f- even five more minutes it would have been a lot better. It was just too short and it was just very, it was just like very disjointed because both of them are amazing wrestlers and they 
performed well, but it was just like, it was, they didn't get enough time. And it was just very sudden. Like, KB Ray got the pen and you're just kind of like, huh? You know, like, what the fuck just happened? And it was just very, it was just very weird spent it was just like a very sudden and it was just so sudden like people the crowd even react really well mm. but and i mean like didn't react very well like everyone was just kind of like like huh like i just got back from my beer what happened like it was just very oh, just a very yeah it was very odd and um obviously tony i think is going I think she's going to Maine the main roster yeah I think she's gonna end up on Smackdown I have yes I have a very very funny feeling that she's gonna pop up on the main roster I think she's gonna get Mm -hmm. drafted me too I feel like there's no other reason for her to not have that belt if they were like okay I want you we want you to go up Hmm. She's I dope. agree. I feel like honestly, if she got, I think she'd probably be one of the youngest. No, it's still Kelly Kelly, but I think she would be one of the youngest people on the main roster. The youngest to get put up on the main roster in this day and age. Hmm. She's only oh. 22. She's 22 or 22. She's very young. God, They're yeah. all young. All those kids. Like her, her, Rhea Ripley, Tyler Bate, there's like a few other people. They're all within like 21 to 25. They're all very, very young. And Pete Dunn. They're all very young people. Yeah, so it's just crazy how talented. Like she's not and she's not even close to being at her prime. That's just insane to me. Same thing with Rhea. They're not, those, those girls aren't even close to being in their prime. And it's just, watch NXT UK. You guys suck. Everyone sucks who does not watch NXT UK. in NXT history, I believe. That's what they said. A normal, I think it was the, as like either the or the second longest just right normal singles match for WWE, but it was just a master class of just like wrestling and I was just, it was 40 minutes, but then I could have watched them wrestle for two more hours and I would have been completely okay with it. Like, that's how good it was. And it was just, and like the storytelling behind it, especially. And also, I recommend if you don't before, if you haven't watched NXT UK, watch the Prime Target with him and Walter and then watch it because that's also was a great story. T- it's just so good. It was just so, so good and then also the moment when um Trent Seven and Pete Dunn came out 
and they hugged him and he held his arms up and I just started crying because I didn't notice them. I didn't notice them until they were in the race. They didn't play their music or anything. Hmm. And then it was just like, and then you just saw Tyler just like in the middle and you can tell obviously he's just exhausted. Like he's exhausted. And then the crowd is just cheering for him and it was just, it was so good. And that crowd was amazing. But I had a good crowd. That crowd was the all their crowds in general, honestly, even for their tapings are amazing. But I was just so that crowd is amazing. So anybody who was listening to this, who went to that show, you are amazing. And you added so much to the show overall. And I'm telling you, like that crowd was amazing. Like, and that really makes for and then I'm like, God, we fucking suck over here. Cause I think, and that's also kind of a problem with Raw sometimes because it's such a casual crowd that goes to a lot of Raws. And then you're like, yeah. what the fuck is the crowd doing? And then you yeah, and they make the show worse. Like, they make yeah, it worse. exactly. And then you watch something like this and you're like, what the fuck? And I'm like, we're garbage over here in the States in the crowd, but that crowd did amazing and that that I I can't speak about how good that match is except for watch it like literally watch it if honestly and that if that's something if if I someone was like why do you watch wrestling or if I want to get someone introduced to wrestling that's like something that's like a match I would show them but see, this is the thing. When I, I posted about NXT Carter, because I wasn't at home, but I really wanted people to try and watch it. And I figured if I posted that people would at least attempt to watch it, people were like, oh, NXT UK is shit. Nobody's going to watch it. It sucks. And I was just like, I I don't watch it really just but I have seen some NXT UK um, episodes. And I don't find it to be anything worse than regular normal NXT it sometimes it's better and when you watch it I'm like this is wrestling I don't understand what the issue is I'm so very confused like why you hate it so much and then you get the it's not fun enough the crowd is into it and it's like I see something completely different I see wrestlers who are unique they're not coming in there trying to pretend to be Shawn Michaels or, or Stone Cold Steve Austin. They're not coming in there trying to pretend to be our forefathers, as you call them. They're, they're, them, they're themselves, uniquely them. And that's what sets them apart from NXT and from the regular main roster. And I think if people really gave NXT UK the time of day, they would enjoy NXT UK a lot more than what they're asking for from WWE and what they're getting rather. rather. It just, it really sad, it's sad. Because I'm like, you're begging for something different. You're begging for something new and you have that and you're not even trying to even watch it or even give it a chance. It's just a match. It's just yeah, yeah, so just crazy. Exactly. Listen to Auntie Alexis. <laughs> she tells you about the perils of wrestling. Yeah, it's just more <laughs> people need to watch it. I think also 
it's very it's very european wrestling is very british wrestling just in style just the way it's filmed and that's what i love and also and tiff you also posted about since we we're talking about nxt uk briefly about adrian's um documentary on yeah and again I had, you look i had no idea people. who he was and then um i saw that this video pop up on twitter and i was like I didn't know who he was. I didn't know where he came from. I wish I would have known about him because he looked fucking amazing. I was like, I want to see this. Where can I see this? And I was like, I have to share this. I have to post this because I didn't know who he was. And I wanted everybody else, especially those kids who watch wrestling and they're not really, you know, watching it. They're only looking at certain things. They're not really trying to understand the culture, where it comes from, where it starts from. And I, I'm like, this is a part of the culture. You need to understand how your culture has evolved. And there are some people who are, are unsung heroes, if I could put it that way. And he was out there with makeup on and had pigtails in his hair and he was doing the most. But I was living for every minute of that shit. I was like, I need to see this. Where is it? <laughs> and also, and that also, and then when William Regal was, um, it was obviously, it's like towards the tail end of the documentary. And he was like, I, and he was just talking about, I don't think people real people realize how much he influenced. And he did that montage and I got choked up. I was very, I, I cried a lot that whole weekend. Well, it was a rough weekend for me. So I just... <laughs> Right about everything Are and they showed yes. sorry no go ahead no I just signed on to to pro wrestling tees and you know how like the legends can sell their own merchandise along with the indie guys yeah mm-hmm. they have Ric Flair and the first thing it says is the man oh you gotta be kidding so, go on to ProWrestlingTees.com right now and look that shit up. I am not joking. Sorry, Nicole. I didn't mean to laugh. No, you're fine. Oh, God. Tell him to go to sleep. Yes. Bedtime. Right, go, take, go take a nap, Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, Nicole. <laughs> um, also, just um, about briefly about um, NXT UK um, Cardiff. Um, Lynn Manuel uh, Miranda um, Hamilton. Well, is no longer Hamilton, but he's still amazing. Is actually a pro wrestling fan and was at NXT Cardiff. What? Yes. Which he didn't end up posting about it till the day after. And I saw that I was because I like him. He's um, he's amazing. He's um, one of his. Um, one of his, um, I can't think of his name on top of his head, but one of the people that he was in Hamilton with was um, is a, he was a huge Shadowhunters fan, and they actually made a part for him for the show, so he was briefly in Shadowhunters. And oh, I that's... just was like, I was like, oh. this, this is so funny. And I was like, that's so cool. It is. Yeah, but um, about just him, and then they just did like that brief overview of how much he influenced him like they show like a side by side of 
um, him and Shawn Michaels, like, and she's fixing Shawn Michaels' um, ring gear and just, like, primping him. And then they showed um, Pete Dunne breaking people's joint manipulation side by side with Adrian is literally almost exactly the same and then showing a side by side of him and Velveteen Dream and it was just like you don't it's just one of those people like you don't like they didn't get their like they're, they weren't really getting their flowers yeah Yeah, it's a documentary that I think a lot of people should watch, especially aspiring wrestlers who are a little offbeat, who are a little bit different, and they want to have a persona that's not necessarily of the norm. He's one of those guys that you should definitely have as a hero. Check it out. Such a good job. Yeah, so good. Check it out. So I didn't like I said earlier in the episode, I didn't really get to watch too much of anything that's going on since I after I got back um, home, I pretty much work the entire week. And then when I work nights, it completely throws off my schedule. So I don't really do much in the day um, besides like just try to eat and kind of act like I'm a human being. Mm-hmm. But there's two um, one two significant things going on and this also goes into the British wrestling scene um Southside um promotion is is um unfortunately um going away as their own entity and they will be getting absorbed by Rev Pro Wrestling which is very unfortunate because I am no longer going to support anything with Rev Pro after what happened so like i mentioned um the previous weekend obviously it was nxt cardiff um all out and royal quest which all happened the same weekend um at royal quest there was a tag team match for the tag team titles and it was the aussies versus shah samuels and josh boredom Mm -hmm. and thank you guys so much for listening to down for the count this episode had a little bit of a technical difficulty but we're going to be sure to make sure that our sound is clear and we have everything crisp for you next time you listen and don't forget the next episode of down for the count will feature our top five which will be a dtf episode you're not going to want to miss it because it's hilarious see you guys in the next one